0: Welcome to a Burkitt Wonderland, uh, an Arsenal podcast. Definitely after this week because North London is red and slightly Norwegian as well, as you can tell from the title of this podcast. Uh, Joining me this evening, three men that I'm assured 66% of them are wearing trousers. Uh, Yeah, uh, we'll we'll start with... uh, He's self-titled Mike Feinberg's love child. It's Danny. He's got to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm delighted to be here, Josh. I shouldn't have been here. But John's entire company is on its knees and he's had to go and and do it. I was only meant to be producing. And uh, before the show, people, my camera went on the floor and everyone's seen my baby shrew.
0: There's only so much uh, Domestos that's available to rub into my eyes now. Um, unfortunately especially with everything going on i can only get three per household so i'm gonna have to start going in with disguises different masks to pick up more bleach for my eyes anyway i should probably introduce the other two people here and move swiftly away from uh danny's nether regions and rich this isn't this isn't a link based on danny's nether regions it's just purely because i'm going to you next because of the order in the boxes so rich how are you
2: I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, Glad that I was late. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's all I can say. How are you, my man? How are you?
0: I'm I'm very good. Uh, Always good when we win a couple of games in a row. Mm. So I haven't been that great this season. Let's put it that way. But at least we got back to backs. And finally, to introduce Nick, I can't think of anything else now. I've exhausted all of my hilarious lines or unhilarious
3: Saving the worst to last, I suppose.
0: Well, we've, no one got to see Danny's true, So, uh, yeah, I think that you'll have to do an alternative. But where should we start in this kind of week? I think we could crack straight into the North London derby, but there is another game we've got to talk, to, talk about first, which was our away slash home leg to Olympiakos. And, Rich, we saw the uh, Mr. Norway man, kick a ball good and uh, he got his first goal for the club so what did you make of that game
2: yeah he he didn't just kick it good he he absolutely thunderbasted that didn't he Um, yeah it was much much uh, improved performance from uh, from what we've been serving up Um, it was I say really really good we were as we were as good as Olympiacos were poor uh, in that game, in my opinion. Kind of thing. I, I did the the live show with um, with uh, with John, and I think that was the the general gist. It was it was decent, you know, apart from some some harem scare and bits going on in defence. Uh, mainly us putting ourselves up the up the uh, up the Swanee, but um, generally it was it was decent. And that shot from Erdegaard, what a lad! It was just made an absolute fool of the goalkeeper who earlier on in the game had produced a wonder save
0: but yeah good stuff man absolutely and nick do you think the the result with 3-1 that gives us everything i'm saying 3-1 i'm doing that by memory we did win 3-1
3: didn't we yes yeah, i think we won 3-1 but i we think did. that was our our home. Our yes. so no, uh, away tie. it wasn't tie. no three away goals Yeah, uh,
0: I was saying because it was the stadium we played our home leg in last round um, in the previous round but yeah do you think that three goals is enough for us we've got two goal lead going into it with the three away goals do you think that's enough to see us through the tie
3: is that ever enough for us when when we're playing in any type of (laughs) European competition probably not I mean because I think you can use a lot of extra subs in the next game just you know put out a really strong side get a couple of goals up and then just bring everyone on and rest them you know, I think if they score first, they might start getting a bit excited and start kicking us, so we just got to finish them off as quickly as possible on Thursday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Danny, anything else for the Olympiakos game from you? Because the exciting bit is the North London derby, isn't it?
1: Uh, you know when you are, you're out shopping and then you see one of your exes and you look at them and you think, you either miss them or you shudder and go, oh. every time I saw Socrates... I went, oh, oh," and then realized, oh, I had a moment there. I thought he was playing for us as he's running around looking like he's got no fucking idea, like a 60-year-old man when he's still only, what, he's about 22, 23? (laughs) I'd see him, I thought, this, this is why he's gone, because he's a fucking liability, he's absolute dog shit, and he doesn't know what he's doing, much like the whole of their team. They were absolute shit. And in the preview show, which I did with, I can't remember because I've done so many shows, I predicted 3-1. And so, uh, yes, I did nothing with that because I don't believe in gambling. It's it's the devil's work. But they were shit. And it we were unlucky that we didn't score more because we had <laughs> 18 shots. <laughs> 18 shots. And how many of them were on target? I hear you asking. Uh, eight were on target. Four were off target. Six were blocked. Their their goalkeeper, Sa, had to go into A&E after this because he was battered and bruised because he, he took a hell of a of a shellacking as I once heard someone say in a film once. But we're very impressive. And uh, I didn't realise that the return league is actually at home. So we've got a home-home game, and it's on at, at 5.55 on Thursday. So I'm looking forward to that. But they're shit.
2: I'd, I forgot that Socrates was even playing for a lot of the game. Yeah, he was absolutely that, like, I that, 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 and that That anonymous <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love the fact that, I mean, that's taken us, what... Less than six minutes because everyone just wants to get get Olympiacos out the way. Let's talk about the North London derby. Can we
3: Definitely. give a thumbs up to uh, hopefully um, to Um Thingy's goal as well for Um El Nene's goal as well. That was a nice goal. He deserves at least a mention.
1: Oh, he only scored oh. European goals, didn't he, Josh?
0: He does. Uh it's the same as Smith Rowe, I wanna say. As Smith Rowe hasn't scored a Premier League goal and has also got four uh four goals in his Arsenal career. And yeah, what was, a strike from Anelli.
1: It was a bit odd that we the game was quite shit, but all of our goals were fantastic. We uh, are. Yeah. that's a sign that the team's improving, that we don't necessarily play good football, but we when we score goals. We score great goals. We saw that against uh, quite a few teams this season. They go, That's a beautiful goal. I think there's the Leeds game. We scored two or three really good goals in that game as well. And that's when you tell me we only scored two. But either way, the number of really well played, accurate shots and timed uh, goals that we're scoring makes me happy makes me enjoy watching those moments, but there was a there was a point when I think it was one one and I had the tweet ready. What the fuck is Arteta doing bring on El Nenny? This is why we don't win games. I thought, <laughs> hold on a sec. I'm gonna go and I don't know, eat some cake or whatever it is I usually do. And by the time I'd wiped the, the sausage cake from my lips, bang, he scored a goal. Delete, delete, delete. El Nenny, what a substitution.
0: <laughs> I think the same was said uh, with William. Uh, and his him coming onto the pitch as well, so I think that's a man who has not received uh, praise at all this season. But somehow he's got five assists in what was it five games up until that point.
1: But it's like a but, fungi, isn't it? No one really likes a fungal yeah. infection. But once you get going, you get quite used to it, and it, it does well. What <laughs> foot foot to What's that one? Athlete's foot
0: athlete's foot
2: <laughs> yeah, he's the <a> human athlete <laughs> maybe an, an analogy a bit too far for me but
0: yeah i'm not i'm not sure that's the metaphor we should be going for but just picture uh, an Arteta sure. running
3: rubbing cannons and cream all over william now it's not yeah, nice there you
1: go. if anyone's had a fungal infection uh feel free to send chris pictures of it now that he's back on twitter
0: <laughs> oh that's a spoiler that was my shout out for for later that yeah, after the North London Derby, miracles really do happen, and the pirate is back to plaguing what do you
1: mean your, your your secret. That could be a secret. He hasn't shut up about it. He's done. He's made up for six months of no tweets in one afternoon. <laughs> Guess he's back. All right, Eminem back in your box, Treacle. No one missed you.
0: <laughs> don't worry, the French League's back, and uh, I'm yeah, so I was going to say, I'm Freddy. sure, I'm
2: sure he'll get banned soon enough.
0: Don't worry. <laughs> anyway. Where should we start the North London Derby? I think we'll still keep teasing like a fluffer, a, a set that John frequents maybe once or twice. Let's talk about a Bamiyang and that boy getting stuck in traffic. Um, where should we start? I think we'll go quickly uh, around everybody answer this one word question, one word answer, not a one word question, I'll never get there. Should he have been dropped for being late? Uh, Danny?
1: No. I've seen okay. the photo.
0: All right. Uh, Nick, would you have dropped a Bamiang for being late?
3: No, you don't cut your nose off to spite your face or things like that. And Rich?
2: Yes, but there are caveats to this, my answer.
0: Oh. Oh, <laughs> More than right. one word that is more than one yeah. word but you know what you, let's Josh? keep going into it um do i think it was right it's i think question. it was I the...
1: thought you'd have thought about the answer before you asked us <laughs>
0: that's true uh yes i think he was right to drop him um oh, no one 50. is bigger no one's bigger than the club in my opinion in that one and rich do you want to expand on your caveat of
2: well, well just because um, f- f- from what we've been hearing and stuff like that is this isn't the first time it's happened. Um, uh, and it's, you know, it's n- not first offence. It's happened quite often. And by all accounts, um, other, uh, uh, a couple of senior players were were, were quite in favour of, of, of this to kind of, not knock him down a peg or two kind of thing, but, you know, you have standards and you have rules that you set out um, uh, that everybody must comply to, kind of thing. And if it's, like I say, if it's once, that's fair enough. But if it's a, a habit and, and continue, you need to set your your stall out. You know, when or you know, when do you do it? When otherwise, you just lose the dressing room, you lose the players, you lose all authority. And that's, you know, maybe that's a, 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 a why we ended up with um, with a messed up dressing room, people doing what they want, saying what they want, um, not playing when they didn't want and things like that. Um, Ultimately, you know, Arteta has to live by the sword and die by the sword. He put these, quote-unquote, non-negotiables down. If you break the rules, you kind of have to suffer the consequences. Um, So, I mean, I, I I was more pissed off about the the timing of it and what he said in the in the build up kind of thing if that makes any sense like before kickoff about saying that it was he was dropped because of a, a disciplinary issue which mm. made like a massive thing and he Arteta's very lucky in the sense that had this fixture not gone well for him mate the knives would be proper out for dropping your captain, your star striker on the eve of the North London derby. But, um, I mean, if, I guess if, if he allowed him to play, I wouldn't have really bothered with it kind of thing. But I think, you know, the, the rules are there that all the team has agreed to that all the players have agreed to. And, you know, you have to, you have to live by those rules kind of thing. It's what seems odd is the fact that it supposedly is for lateness. Um, is the fact that normally, like the players deal with that in house, which is a bit, um, normally a bit strange. Normally, you just get fined and stuff like that. But, you know, from w- what I've read and stuff like that, it's a serial thing. And this was the consequence kind of thing.
1: Is that him in traffic? Is that the, yeah, you I just think that's him on the picture? bike. Someone did, took a picture <laughs> and they stamped it and said, This was, this is why he was late because they've got all this, uh, um low traffic network or whatever it's called in london and it's an absolute fucking nightmare and nobody can move so i think that's either him on the bike or him in that polo because i can't see any other or maybe the ford focus for people at home and um, not not watching this is just a picture of all the traffic and i think that's a uh, mclaren or kone or, or something like that and it's, it's, it's the, really uh, slow. Move.
0: it's the ferrari the ferrari that's what he's currently driving oh the now. la
1: ferrari here's a la yeah, ferrari. It's, it's, like Rich was saying, this has happened before. Uh, mm. And someone I was listening to—I um, don't know what I was listening to. I probably dreamt this. And uh, they were saying that in, at Dortmund, he got in trouble because a couple of times when training was over, he didn't even bother the warm down. He just got in his car and went home. And he—he mm. he has been a bit of a—it's not really troublemaking, is it? But it is concerning when your captain should be the the first uh, first there and the last to leave, shouldn't they?
2: Well, so, so, sorry to butt in. Supposedly, he did that as well supposedly he didn't stay for the warm down he he well, left arsenal, arsenal. Mm. yeah after the north london derby the game he didn't do the warm down allegedly he zoomed out he was like he was gone i think 23 minutes or some stupid arbitrary like that 23 minutes after the um the full-time whistle he didn't he didn't hang about um which Maybe kind of to beat
3: the traffic
0: <laughs>
3: Maybe. Yes, but i mean that it
2: that doesn't bode well but i've seen mm. pictures of him training today and he looks happy enough so
0: yeah i think it's obviously hindsight is 50 50 or 2020 not 50 50 get my uh, things the wrong way around but yeah hindsight's 20 20 so obviously looking at it now i'm sure there's a vast majority of people who have swayed from saying no it you know it it wasn't right to drop him for that because you need your best players for especially a game like the North London Derby have kind of moved to, well, it worked out all right, but that shows some serious cojones from our manager, Nick. And uh I know you said you don't want to, you know, um, cut your nose off to spite your face. Do you think it was still a bit odd that he made the bench?
3: Yeah. If you're going to, Kick him out for disciplinary reasons, you should have just sent him home. So, if you don't want to play for Arsenal, go away. And yeah, it, it's just there a saying because you've got Arteta, obviously the manager, is there. You know, you've got two ex captains of Arsenal. They know what it's like to be a captain for Arsenal. You know, per Mertasaka, it was obviously, you know, he was like the debt collector there of people being late and fines and stuff like that. And it's just a shame it, it came to that. I mean, we've always worked with someone who always seems to be late and get away with it. And then that one day you're late for whatever reason, you you know, you've had a car accident or whatever and you just get grief from your management. It's not nice, but they should have done some, you know, the players should have basically all surrounded him long before this and just sort out between themselves, whether or not he gets punished, he has to sing silly songs and, clean the showers in a leopard print thong or something. I don't know. You you do not the whole point of being a professional footballer is to play football and to not have him there available. So like you said, if Lacazette had missed that penalty, we would all have completely different <laughs> ideas. And I, you know, it shouldn't have got there. And that's the sort of stuff we want to keep in-house. I don't know. I think someone leaked it, didn't he? Was it was it Ornstein leaked it? Uh, I
0: think it came from Swedish newspapers. that said that he was late, but Arteta said in his pre-match conference that, uh, not press conference, pre-match interview, that Aubameyang wasn't in the starting eleven for disciplinary issues. And then I think people worked out that perhaps, yeah. I think that photo certainly helped. That Danny just put up of him. I can't remember where that is. Um, somewhere hill. Um, it is
3: bad though because yeah. you know it's a Sunday. There isn't as much traffic as there would normally be because we're on mm. lockdown. You could get up at eight o'clock, have a nice lay, and he's still got eight and a half hours to get to work. <laughs> how do you how do you possibly be late? And you know, a yeah. captain, you are late if you are not half an hour early than everybody else. That's the mentality yeah. you should have.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, where I totally agree with it. That if depending on what, how late a Bamiang was in the grand scheme of things, like if he arrived at the same time the rest of the players did. I think that's slightly different to you know, yeah. Um, if do you should, think
3: Arteta was there after any blow? Do you think Arteta was there before anyone else?
0: Oh, Arteta should be the first one there. He's probably, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he camped overnight at the Emirates. He seems like that kind of man that would be there, yeah, you know, first man in, unlocking <clears> the, <throat> unlocking the gates with Edu, so to speak. Um, I think that's that's the kind of timing that. Uh, our test should be there and especially for a game as important as this is you've got to have everybody there, everybody towing the line and it's an important day for us. And let's get into the game as well. Um, where should we start with it? Um start with the first half. Uh, Rich, do you want to talk us through that kind of first half? Cause we were completely dominant in, for the first 20 minutes uh, as per previous games, but where would you go from there?
2: Um, it well, it was everything that you wanted from an Arsenal performance, really. Apart from uh, scoring an o- early goal or anything and getting the first goal, um, yeah. although supposedly that's a bad omen in North London derby. But um, <laughs> uh, it was it was it was brilliant. It, we were we were on it from uh, from the minute one and uh, the, the thing that I really enjoyed about it was we were dominant in possession, but it was, it was aggressive, uh, possession. It was progressive possession. We were actually doing stuff. It wasn't just keep ball between the center backs and going in, in the old arc of frustration. It was, we were be, we were getting in behind them. We were pulling them apart. You know, we were we, every, every person looked like they were on it. Um, Emile Smith Rowe was just absolutely fantastic that first half. Him and Tierney uh, absolutely tore Doherty a new one. Um, mm. it, it, you know, if uh, everybody Erdegaard with his pressing, his chasing down, his his just his movement finding little pockets of space. Uh, uh, you know, it was they did absolutely nothing, and I was quite surprised at how passive Spurs were. Um, and I don't know if it was because that was kind of part of their game plan that that classic Mourinho just sit tight, do nothing, wait for a mistake or something and just capitalise it. Or but I think it was maybe a little bit of that, but a little bit of that we were just on it, which is what you would want to see uh, from Arsenal, let alone in a North London derby. You want to see that blood and thunder. You want to see the and and. And not just, not just running around like headless chicken and stuff. It was sensible. It was smart. It was pressing when we need to. It was getting into shape when we need to. Um, it was, you know, sometimes knocking a ball over the top, but it was smart passing, pulling their players around. Um, I think on Monday Night Football, they highlighted um, Emil Smith-Rowe, just the intelligence of the boy, whenever he would, um, he would look really passive and look like he's not getting it. And as soon as, just as the ball was coming towards Tierney, mate, he was off and he was running, he was making space and it was just, it was absolutely brilliant. So it was, it was kind of a massive sucker punch when, um, that git, uh, scored the goal that he did. Well, I don't know how anyone
0: else saw that, saw the first half, but yeah, Nick, uh, Yeah, talk us through how you saw that first half and then we'll eventually go on to, um, yeah, that guy scoring the first goal.
3: That's pretty much like every Arsenal-Mourinho game we've had for years, you know, a lot of the time, you know, when we play that, we're just all over them. I think we had like six shots to their none. I didn't think they did anything for about 35 minutes until that. And I just, I mean, I was watching the first half with my dad and I just looked at him, he looked at me and we went, yeah, we know what's coming. You you can't, like I said, you can't play that well and not score. And, you know, and expect to, when I say expect to win a game of football, I know we did in the end, but you, you can't, if you're going to be dominant for 35, 40 minutes of a football match, you've got to be scoring at least one or two goals when you're that dominant.
0: Yeah, I completely agree on that point that we were all over them and for the kind of shots that we had, I think one of the big key things I saw was our kind of players behind the main striker were just popping off more shots. I think we saw it against Arcos. I think Smith Rowe mentioned it in one of the post-match interviews. I can't remember if it's for Arcos or for North London Derby, that Arteta's just told them to, to shoot more. It's like, Danny, all those questions we finally got Got them in the mail bag. They finally <laughs> arrived at Highbury House.
1: Bloody Royal Mail! It's five years late. Should we shoot more? <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've listened to "Should We Defend More," and now six yeah. months later, the "Should We Shoot Balls" have turned up. <laughs> what
3: they going to do in four years' time when they get get the letter saying get rid of Ozil?
1: <laughs> I think that one I send it by carrier pigeon that one's already. that's there <laughs> they've shot it eating it and he's he's out for the season you told me an interesting thing about Erzul. Josh that he's not getting paid for this season at yeah. uh, Fenabache. No, tell, tell the wonderful it. listeners that's interesting
0: yeah uh, don't <laughs> couldn't afford him at all uh, so he decided to well because he wasn't playing anywhere else and we told him to uh, Foxtrot Oscar uh, yeah they, they said that they're not He's not being paid for this season and his contract from next season when he is getting paid will basically have the money that he should have been paid for this half season in it. So
1: what they've basically if, screwed
0: themselves he, over with a massive contract that they've just signed Ozil to. I
1: was going to say, as he because he's injured for the rest of this season, he's done mm. nothing since he's been there and now he's not going to be playing again. And so I, I reckon they'll cancel his contract. They'll go... All Arsenal fans, they would be burning his shirt and, and screaming, uh, I and they'd be off to MLS. They'll, they'll yeah. take anybody.
0: I think it's called the DFS uh, sofa deal kind of uh, way of paying for players. So, yeah, nothing to pay for the first six months. Uh, and then they've got to deal with them in massive instalments. But
1: Unlike a sofa, if they don't pay, we don't want it back. <laughs> no,
0: they can fly tip it on the A2 sign as far as we're concerned.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, yeah, what did you make of that? that first half, Danny, as well. Let's just get your thoughts on that. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, the Lamella goal.
1: A Rabona, apparently, according to a couple of cheeky chappies that are on you <laughs> that did a live show and they're, and they're getting in. <sighs> what kind of morons are they? I Like I tweeted, when, have you, has everyone seen that video, of those two fucking little scumbags? <laughs> they're commentating on the game and they've both got all their, their Spurs gear on and he keeps taking his headphones off. I was at the Champions League final. My team had gone down to 10 men. We scored a goal against Barcelona. I didn't celebrate like that. They've scored a fluky Rabona where he's taking the piss. Uh, half an inch one way to hit the post, half an inch the other way, Leno would have got a hand to it and then put it against the post and they've gone out. And they're, they're they're acting like they've just won the Audi Cup again. That's the kind of morons <laughs> that they've got as fans. They uh, That was a fluky goal and we were on top of it the whole time. And I think that we could see that... Mourinho's um, plan was to do what they did at White Hart Lane this season, the smash and grab. Let us have the ball. Let us have the ball. And then on the break, run down, score a goal. No, because Arteta won't be done twice with that trick. You've done it once. You fluked it. It's not happening again. Uh, I like the way that we took Son out. And then so there's some Arsenal fans going, oh, can an Arsenal fan celebrate that Son got injured? If Son and Kane would have been injured so much they could never play football again, I'd have given it a round of I'd have celebrated like those two kids celebrated. <laughs> those <laughs> they got injured. I'd have been high five in the cat. Oh dear. It's uh they fluked it like 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 Joshua Page said. Fluked it. Oh, Sistemo's there. He's in Russia. Hello? Friend of mine um, so they, uh, they they fluked it and then that was the only chance they really had during the game and Kane was absolutely rubbish he, after the, he realised he wasn't going to score he spent the entire time running around trying to injure people and got away with it because he's the England captain and also he's not mm-hmm. that kind of player is he Josh but yeah, I was, I was really happy with it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the whole game. I enjoyed the first half. I thought we, uh, we, we played really well, and they were shitting their pants. I think at one point during the game, there was eight percent of the gamers in our, in our third of the point, our third of the pitch. Just shows how dominant we were. And like, we, like a lot of us have been saying, trust the process, Arteta. I mean, didn't you put someone put in our group, Josh, about Arteta's record against the big six? Or the, no, the top six or whatever it was, because mm-hmm. somehow they're including Spurs in that. Who've only ever won one League Cup in the last thirty years or whatever. So, uh, do I you think remember the other thing,
0: that, yeah, I think the other thing that's unfair about um, playing the top six is every other team gets to play Arsenal. Um, we don't get that privilege. <laughs> And that's oh, at least three points for them. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yes,
1: in How the you last, that? Uh,
0: oh, I mean, it was there. It was an open goal. Uh, but since Arteta's come in, I think we've got ten points against the top four, no, top six, top six. We've got ten points this season against them, and I think last season we only got nine. And I think that's by far and away like our best points haul against the top six, which shows that stuff is changing uh we still got liverpool to play and i think that's it in terms of top six sides maybe less no have we played we'll less yeah. no, play, uh, no. it might be united i think that's the only other one that we might still have of top them, six no, sides no, no, we've, we've,
2: we've done yeah. united
1: at home yeah. and away i think we've got to play we'll liverpool we'll, after west ham
0: yeah that was the only one that i could think of Okay, I'm going to go and have a look.
1: Of- you, you do some whistling. We have got um, home. To, I found it. Home to Liverpool. Do Everton count as as top ones? I think possibly they do. No. We've got to play them at home. Uh, Chelsea away on the 12th of May, and that's it. I mean, our oh, end running at the end of the season: Sheffield United, Fulham, Everton, Newcastle, West Brom, Palace, Brighton, with Chelsea mixed in with there. We should win every single one of those. It's back
0: on, Josh. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think looking back into it, it's amazing what happens if, uh, what, one win will do or two wins in a week. Uh, but let's talk about Martin Odegaard's first goal, well, second goal of the week. Uh, first one up in the league. Uh, Danny.
1: and
0: we go. Mr. As I said, to the uh, start of the show, Mr Norway man, he kicked ball good.
1: He done kicked ball good. <laughs> Comes to this country, can't even speak the language. <laughs> Talk about myself there because I no longer know how to construct a sentence in English. It's uh, that is the kind of player we have been looking for. We we saw with Urso that he could do the passing and the assisting and maybe the odd goal. Nothing spectacular that often, unless we're playing some team that we've never heard of from the middle of nowhere. I don't even know where Ludogratz are from, but apparently that's the that was peak Urso for us lot. And then we've seen that Ramsey could do it, but he's always going to get injured. But when Ramsey tried to track back a little, back a little bit, he always struggled because he'd end up doing too much work. We saw with Sanchez, he would run back, and get the ball off the keeper and but Odegaard, because now we've got a decent midfield of party who was a little bit quiet and jacka was looking jacka's stats for that game were brilliant so the next game is going to be shit because it's either it's one one game good sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit with jacka <laughs> and luckily the nld was sometimes maybe bloody good and so he didn't have to go back and do much stuff and he could just do what made him look great like somebody put in the chat that um with Young not playing, it was Smith-Rowe that came in and took his position on the left of the midfield three. But then we saw, with, with like we've seen so many times this season, you've got Smith, Smith-Rowe, Smith Saka and Erdegaard, or whoever's playing in that position. All, all those players can swap sides. Even Pepe can come in and swap sides. And that makes it so hard for all the, the players that are defending against us. And we just did that again. It was like the old days. We'd have Perez and Lundberg. Wenger would uh, swap. And then, then, then they just go and swap that. I don't think he ever showed. swap. That's a little bit too obvious. But it was along them lines. And it's just brilliant to see because they are just – they're making room for each other. They're creating chances for each other. And as a, when you're defending against that, with Cedric playing at right back, we've actually been able to run, run back, defend, attack and cross and do everything. What a play. I've been saying since day one how good Cedric is. But we've got all – it's we're bombarding them, Josh, from every position. It's like being at the Somme again. You don't know where you're going to get hit from. It's coming in from every angle. Oh, it's it's a bouquet fest. <laughs>
0: wow, okay,
1: wow, you've really, don't, really uh, swallowed the. That, uh, <laughs> no, you,
0: you've you've really had the uh, encyclopedia of metaphors open this week, haven't Talk,
1: you? Talking of that, uh, my mum gave me fifty quid to give to Sean um last time she was down a month ago and so i bank transferred it to sean with the title bukkake lessons (laughs) (laughs) holy crap
0: wow do you need actually no i'm not even gonna ask about do you need lessons for bukkake i think we just swiftly move on
1: i think it's Um, a type of um like uh raw fish isn't it
0: <laughs> i think so i think that's all i've been told some something to do with i don't know might no, even go there on let's let's let, down I think we should we should it move might, on might you might have to
2: have make it, this a a a, a wonderland after dark episode maybe
1: oh. i'm gonna put myself on mute i'm sorry i'm gonna sit in the corner for <laughs> <a few minutes. laughs>
0: yeah think about what you've done uh well let's just go into the second half because i think it's the best thing we can do at the moment it's just ignore everything else that danny said So. What do we think about, um, oh, actually, Luke Howard has said Thordegard. I believe, and Danny could probably correct me, that Martin (laughs) Odegaard's middle name is Odin. I'm 90% sure that his middle name is Odin, but Danny will do this and come back in instead of Thordegaard. But anyway, Rich, we'll go into the second half. I've got to try and remember which way round they come. Let's talk about the penalty first penalty or not a penalty let's just uh, on the scale of jermaine genus saltiness to <laughs> sane human being was it a penalty
2: it was it, even if it wasn't a penalty just the fact that it it, it, it the uh, response of of uh jermaine genus throwing all his toys <laughs> out of the pram uh, was it's a bit good enough um i say yes it's a penalty um <sighs> I, 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 in a way, get a few of the things about saying about, you know, the fact that he he completely whiffed his shot, Lacazette. Like um, but Sanchez cleaned him out. You can't, you can't, you can't clatter into someone in the, in the penalty, uh, penalty. if he, even if like he got the shot off. And he hit the shot, it doesn't doesn't matter whether or not you touch the ball or not, if you take someone out in the penalty area or anywhere on the field, it's a foul. So I didn't I didn't I couldn't see what the issue like if that was the other way around, I normally put the brometer on of if it was the other way around, so if that penalty went against Arsenal, would I've been upset about it? Would I have hadn't you know been up in arms and i don't think i would have done i would have been cursing the mustafi or louise who would have because they're the two most likely i would imagine of making such a challenge um i would have uh, i would have been more annoyed at them because you know it's it was just it was it was reckless and it was you know he wasn't in control of his body and he he clatters into Lacazette i can't see the ball was still on the pitch so the ball was still in play i i, I for me it was a pen i don't know about you
0: oh it was just like seeing for me sanchez is uh, i got to get this right he's from colombia so he's the colombian mustafi uh that's he's so reckless it was inevitable, and of course, it's uh, yeah, of course, it's a uh, it's a penalty. I do. Nick, did you watch match of the day? Did you watch the meltdown from uh, yeah, I thought, Venus?
3: I thought that was hilarious, especially um, Martin Keaton just grinning at him, laughing <laughs> at him. But I, I, and I've seen some of the reactions to it, like the ref watch on Sky, and they say, "Oh, because Lacazette fluffed his shot into the ground." it's somehow all Lacazette's fault. I'm like, well, no. He, ju- he, ju- you know, he jumped and pretty much Kung Fu kicked him straight into his leg. There was no, you know, the ball wasn't there, so there wasn't no attempt to play the ball. And I, I see what he was trying to do, which is for happening for years. Basically, as someone is shooting or just get the shot away, and this has been going on for like probably 20, 30 years, for some reason, defenders get away with just clattering people. You know, if you can go back and watch pretty much every one of Thierry Henry's goals when he used to swing out to left cut in, after he'd get the shot, it'd just be completely wiped out. And the ref isn't going to say, oh, he scored, but I'll bring it back for a penalty because that's what he's done. So for some reason, they class that as a free hit. But But that's what Tony Adams always
2: used to call it, didn't he? Tony Adams used to call it a free one.
3: Yeah, and that's what he tried to do. And because Lacazette messed up and hit it in, you know, it's a difficult, you know, to take that on a volley with his wrong foot, you know, that could have happened. And basically he was just trying to wipe him out over as he was shooting, you know, just do enough to put him off. And because Lacazette messed it up, he just went straight through the man. And I just can't see how a lot of these referees are saying, oh, because he mishit the ball, it's not a penalty. What is that? The ball hasn't got to do the ball isn't anything to do with whether it's a foul or a penalty or not. If the ball's not even there, that's even worse, isn't it? <laughs> and then we, we see some of the penalties and we get told it swings and roundabouts. You know, last month, we get David Louise gets a penalty given against him and sent off. He didn't even swing a leg at him. And he gets, you know, <laughs> a match ban for that. And this bloke, I mean, he, I mean, the stills that are going around on Twitter and, and our WhatsApp group, you can see he's literally Bruce Lee kung fu kicking him in the air. So that's more, if anything, I'm a bit upset I wasn't a red card.
0: Yeah, I can see why a yellow was given for it um, in general. <laughs> but yeah, I can say with you, it is dangerous play. He's definitely not in control of what he's doing when he flies in for that. And anybody who says that Lacazette kicked Sanchez has got rocks in their head and shit yeah. in their eyes.
3: I mean, you could actually see what the referee said. He said that was reckless and out of control. You could, yeah. you could actually read his lips. He said it's reckless, yeah. so that's a foul.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I, I think we can, we can move on from it. Lacazette puts it away. And then I think think i want to say is then the next uh i think these are controversial purely because people have made well mainly because uh jermaine genus has cried about it for so long it is now a controversial decision eric lamella's flailing arms um yeah danny second yellow for you
1: yeah, he should have had maybe another one or two yellows that, and during the game as well. He's an absolute liability. He's the last player left at the club from the Gareth Bale money because uh, they went and spunked that on about seven players, most of which they ended up letting go for bugger all. And uh, now Bale's back at the club and uh, doing bugger all himself as well when it matters. He scores. score. It's like they've got that, that Vinicius bloke who, who scores from a one-inch tap Tab, another useless player they've got, but he was—he's he's a liability. He—he he at times went full Mustafi, Shaka, Kalasnic at times. They think, oh, because he's not playing in Italy now, son, you, you, you're rubbish. You've, you've fluked a goal by a little, by well, I don't know. Was it? Did you think this pass was showing? up we've, we've moved over that, and now you thought, oh, well, here you go. I'm the big boy now. I'm going to run around the pitch, do whatever I want because I've got a—I scored, a scored a shit goal that some that they're going to go on about for a while, and then. Back to like a twat. And I'm surprised if that had been Arteta or any decent manager, you'd have looked at that and gone, now we're going to have to take him off because this bloke's a liability and he's going to get another yellow. And yeah, he should have had another, should have had three yellows that game. But I think on the on whole, the referee did, did manage the, the game quite well, which I always think that in an off London derby, you do need a referee that is going to be decent. And if anything, I'd say we got the rub of the green at times. I'm not sure what green they were rubbing, but they <laughs> rubbed it well.
0: Normally the green and money. What I um, didn't say that. Ah, yes, yeah, corruption. Mm. Didn't, didn't say that. Um, no. Yeah, and I think it worked out quite well for us. But yeah, as you say, uh, if you don't send, wait, if Eric, Rame- Rame- uh, Eric Lamella makes it through a match without getting a booking or a red card, the referees had a poor game because the guy is a snide little bastard. Mm. Um, and sometimes we've asked for wanting a, a player a bit like that, but this was just all. You know, just just out to kick people for no reason. Um, uh, Rich, what did you reckon? Bread cards, second yellow.
2: Oh, yeah, mate. I said I, I was, I, I wanted, he should have had about three yellow cards beforehand because he, he kicked Jacker. he kicked out a party. Um, and I think he did the same to David Louise. I was normally, uh, normally because, um, because my wife's a spurs fan i do apologize because the wife's a spurs fan let's say if we're watching the game together kind of thing neither of us kind of go ott we kind of respectfully will will watch the game without getting in each other's face too much kind of thing because she she bless her i love it a bit she can't take it she gets very very salty very 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 germane genius about it all (laughs) And normally I'm I'm quite reserved. I don't really jump around, and, and especially not in my bloody own house. I was fucking spitting blood with that guy. I cannot stand him. He's a rat of a footballer. Snide. He's snide. He's <laughs> narky. and he's he's not even careful about it. I think I saw a thing that it was like his first ever red card.
3: How? Too how is that guy
2: not booked. been sent off more that he's just he, he was an absolute liability for them um I, i'm almost kind of glad he was on the pitch yes he scored like a great goal kind of thing blah 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 but he he, he was an absolute liability given away fouls he should never have given given them away um Kicking out, starting, you know, riling up players, but not even like to lose their head. Like he's the one losing his head. He just got—he's he, too emotionally involved, and these guys—he's a nasty piece of work. I can't stand him as a um, as a footballer. He might be a nice enough guy in 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 person. I don't really care. But oh my god, I, I, that was the, the the major thing throughout the game that I actually got out of my seat and I was cursing the ref because i thought as Danny said i thought the ref had a decent game let hoiberg get away with one too many fouls um uh, kind of thing but um yeah completely completely deserved his yellow cards um the first one i know like because even i think Jermaine jean has tried to say that the first yellow card wasn't a yellow card not only did he come in from behind and take the party he comes he's got his other leg sweeps out party How is that not a yellow card? And in the second one, whether you're trying to defend and shield the ball, that's all well and good. You can't put your hands in a player's face. It it deserved yellow cards. Deserved yellow cards.
0: Yeah, I think uh, on the uh, post-game show that we did with Chris and John, not Chris, Carl and John. uh, Sorry. What was it? No, it was It's so easy and Chris. to confuse
1: those two. Carl
0: and Chris. It was John that was in there for no reason. It's because he's missing <laughs> today. Uh, oh, yeah. bless him. So Nick, uh Carl said on the show that he was surprised it wasn't a straight red for Lamella's uh art, you know, elbow in the face of Tierney. Do you sit with that as well? Uh I've certainly got a tinfoil hat theory of why he only gave a yellow.
3: Yeah, I I mean, I'm thinking if he'd have gave a red, that maybe VAR would have tried to overrule it or something, (laughs) but I mean, you could see, I mean, that's why I really want refs to be, even though Mike Riley says we're seven years away from the technology, so we can hear the refs' mics, I was like, no we're not. Yeah, you know, absolutely not. I I mean, I'm quite good at reading lips, because I'm partial of hearing, so I've been learning that and doing that a bit naturally over the years the first one like I said it's a tackle from behind you know like a scissor tackle from behind and you could just tell he was sick of him by then he's like you're just going you're doing my head in mate I've let you off a couple and you just keep doing it and yeah I mean I haven't seen anyone get slapped in the face and only get booked but at least they can't appeal it
0: yeah I think honestly you have stumbled across my tinfoil hat theory that Michael mm. Oliver only gave a yellow because one, he didn't want VAR dealing with it, because VAR wouldn't look at a yellow being overturned. And secondly, is because yeah, he was just managing the game and he was like, This guy needs to be off the field. I don't care. I'm mm. not having somebody tell me that he shouldn't be on the field anymore. Because as you you said, you know, Rich has mentioned as well, the guy was going around just kicking people up in the air or just stabbing people in the back. It was he had no room to be on the football pitch.
3: Uh, no right to be there uh, I don't think he's been sent off again but I think he was Mm. one of the big instigators you know a Mm. few years ago when um, Spurs bottled it when they were chasing Leicester Mm. and finished behind us and it all kicked Mm. off at Chelsea I think he was one of the main instigators Mm. for that I think he got retrospectively banned so technically Mm. didn't get a red card on the pitch but I think he did get retrospectively banned for his um, part in that I think he slapped someone twice I think yeah, it's, didn't he also
2: um, get like Martial sent off in the United game as well?
0: Mm. Yeah, he's he is good at riling people up, but I think we're street smart now. You know, uh, Jackers has, has kind of learned to not get riled by those kind of players anymore. And I think after another one to put onto the lists, uh, Eric Dyer, and what we've seen him do in North London derbies or. So, even just when he 's a bit bored and decides to go for a wander in the crowd to go f- you know, have a bit of uh, fisticuffs he's certainly, I, think, yeah. I
2: think it's also game states as well because I think if we were chasing the game, his mm. antics may have pissed us off, and we would have retaliated or and, and, and maybe done something stupid, but because we were we we were in the ascendancy and we were winning, we were absolutely dominant, and it was Demlot who were desperate. And chasing a game, I think we, you know, we would just brush it off as if, you know, as if it's like, you know, a, 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 a fly kind of thing, like a nap, uh yeah. bothering us.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's he's, he's gone, and we can kind of move on. But after they went down to ten men, we kind of lost all control. Danny, that was the worst ten minutes of football I think we've seen played all season from us. What the hell went Why? on?
1: Why would you say that?
0: The we worst we just had. Yeah, it's
1: we quite, had that's quite well, a lot to be worse than. I
0: would. I would say we had no control of the game. Then we were playing against a man less, and we, as much as we hate him, they've still got quite a talented striker up front, who should and could have punished
1: us. Is that the offside goal? The the header that was the, offside. Yeah, we
0: got the offside goal, and then and the another three, one the post. Yeah, the three free kicks we then gave them straight that's off the about- bat.
1: Without knowing anything about it, I'd, I'd assume that it's because when you're trying that hard all the way through the game, and you finally get to be two one up after losing being down in the game, you really are going to have to take a breather at some time. We, we've seen that's how they beat us when we played them last time. They, um, they they let us have the ball, we run ourselves ragged, and then when we were breathing out of our asses, they got us on the counter attack twice, and they were they, that's what they're trying to do again. And I think we were just uh, going because. It would be the first time this season that we've come back from losing. And I think, I think the Spurs have got the record this season of losing the most number of points from winning positions. I think it's 45. I read a tweet or something like that. But you just think, well, I don't really blame them because they've worked so hard to get back into the game. And then we were so lucky with that goal being offside with with, with, their, with the header. Mm. And you're going to be panicking. At, like, I think um, someone just put in there, I said we were panicking. Yeah, we were panicking. Because you can't you can't run ninety minutes flat out like that, which is why we made the substitutions and they were decent substitutions, sensible ones, which helped um, solidify the game. But I wouldn't say that was the worst football we've played all season. I was worried. I mean, more. Mm. Are you sure that maybe you only felt that way because we were beating the scum and they they looked at times like they could have come back in it. Do you reckon that maybe highlighted I, or heightened?
0: Absolutely. I think absolutely that that was that was into it because we deserved to win and they did not deserve anything from that game they deserved nothing from it and yeah. it, it looked like we were gonna we were gonna give it to them um, um i kind of mentioned his name already but should we talk um we'll come to you rich first on this harry kane versus the entirety of our defense and the um i know he's a big fan of nfl but you should probably keep that kind of tackling to it right with the uh, challenge on gabrielle
2: that was a nasty one, wasn't it? It was really that was another one that I was absolutely up in arms about. Uh, he he's a, he's a devastatingly good striker. The, he's an a phenomenal player, but what a horrible, horrible player he is as well. At the same breath, uh, just you know the dirty, snide fouls, the dives and stuff like that. And that's not that's not even me being bitter because I can I can. You know, I know it's not a thing to to praise um, them for anyone who plays for for them up the road, but uh, he, you know, you'd be you'd be either having a laugh or really really blinded to say that he's not a phenomenal striker, that he's not a phenomenal player. But it's just it it just annoys me that the, the the dirty side of his game, the constant bumping into people, the constant. Um, uh, drop into the floor, like initiating content, drop into the floor. And that one, that was really, really bad. That shoulder charge, um, uh, against Gabrielle. And, you know, I, do they still do the, um, if it's not in the match report, can you, can you still be hmm. retroactively charged?
0: Yeah. If they don't if, see it. Yeah. The ref says that, if, yeah, the ref doesn't put it in the match report. It didn't happen.
2: As no, far as not, not concerned. if he's
3: England captain, you can't, that's one oh. of the rules. That's bit. that was
2: <laughs> that was so bad. It was late. He in no way, shape, or form tried to play the ball. And like, you know, he shoulders him, and it's like head height that he catches mm-hmm. it. Like, if that happened, not being funny, if that happens in rugby, right, that's a red card. Look, like the ball's oh, it's nasty. Even like saying the slow motion, when you see Gabriel, I mean Gabrielle's head snap back. It's a vile challenge. It's really, really nasty. And dislocated
3: his shoulder there.
2: It's really, really bad. And it's, I'm astounded. I know he's the England captain and and all that sort of thing. I am astounded that no um, sports
1: media outlets have picked up on that at all. At all. I, I, well, why would they? They've let him get away with the um, jumping up in the air and deliberately falling over players and then mm. injuring players and all the other shit that he gets up to. It's just the Alan Shearer scenario all over again. Mm. Dirty, cheating fucker who's England captain, does fuck all on the pitch quite... I mean, Shearer, went, what, 16 games for England about a goal. It's just the FA. They, as, as we hinted earlier, they may or may not we really be corrupt. If you're England captain, you're going to get away with whatever the fuck you want. Well, refresh people's said- memory for
3: what he said back then in the '90s with old um, the old uh, Scotland manager old Neil Lennon when he was going to get retrospect- retrospectively banned. When I mean, if you Google that off the ball, he just turned around and booted someone in the face and like knocked him clean mm-hmm. out. And he said, oh, "Well, if you're going to ban me for playing, you know, in the league, I'm going to have to not be able to play for England." So they just didn't
1: bother and let then they just bottled it and let him carry on. And You know, that was assault. He should have been arrested for that. It's like John puts here, not even a mention about it after the game or match of the day. Are we surprised much. Just look at what they did after Lacazette got injured in the last game and he went down and screamed and they all rolled around on the floor after the, after the match of the day, the closing credits of match of the day. I think it was Shearer and Lineker dived to the floor off their chairs and Ian Wright just sat in his chair pretending to dive a little bit. But yet they won't do anything for Harry Kane. That's why people don't watch Match of the Day because you're biased fucks. You can go—I I can't remember even the last time I watched it. That's why when we don't, when I don't watch the game, I haven't seen it because I refuse to watch those fucks on Match of the Day. And even Wright is getting on my fucking nerves because he should be on our side over this, but he won't.
2: But I was surprised they didn't even—they didn't even mention it on um, Monday Night Football, where mm. they did. Like you know, like Match of the Day, it's—it's. It's, it's a short much shorter format and um, i've i've heard that they don't even the, the the pundits and that don't even pick out the the clips and replays that they show it's all uh, you know predetermined for them kind of I thing i thought they used to though didn't they oh, i've, I've, did I've they read somewhere that they, 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 they don't oh, they, now they, i don't they, know yeah. now um, but you know like they they did a, a massive analysis um, and they had Thierry Henry in the studio. The massive analysis on Monday night um, thing with the game, and again they didn't. They didn't. Um they didn't show it and i feel like fucking Mugatu in 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 zoolander am i on crazy pills here or something what is like why is no why can nobody see what this guy does why is i and i maybe it is just the fact that he's english and like you know if he was if his name was muhammad or diego then you know we'd uh, uh, the media outlets would jump all over it but it just i it it fucking baffles my mind the amount of shit that boy gets away with is is his whole like 90 percent of his game is is cheating he's either bumping into other players he's either taking them out of the air uh, dangerously taking them out of the air and like there's there's like a compilation doing the rounds of like four different times that he's done that where he, he looks at the player jumping backs into them and then you know, falls like he's a, a, a marionette puppet that's had its strings cut, it's and so dangerous. It's so dangerous, like
1: a collarbone
2: because you Amen. you can't control once you're in the air you can't you have very little control of how you land again i don't want to keep going back and, and talking about the egg chasing but you do that in rugby it is a straight red card it is your responsibility to um for uh, for your care of the the player that you are tackling and it, it I, I would imagine it's this it should be the same in football you 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 shouldn't be able, you shouldn't be able to do that and, and get away with it. But seemingly he does. I just, I, oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going seem like I could go around in circles here and just <laughs> ranting for the sake of ranting. but it just, it really, really pisses me off with that guy. It really, really does.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, there were so many parts to his game that were just irritating, frustrating. And you know, the only reason he was doing that on Gabriel was to injure him because he'd marked him out of the game. I don't think we saw anything from Kane until that last five minutes. Because I think the work that Gabriel and uh, David Luiz did, they were superb at the back for us, I think. And Gabriel with the last minute uh, yeah, header, not off the line, but certainly it's a, a match-saving wit- match header and clearance for us. I think he was superb during that entire game. But We'll move on from the North London derby and look towards
1: our next couple of fixtures. Oh, before you do, Josh, can I yes. just say... Super but Kane will get hauled off in a major competition. He he won't get away with this in the World Cup, will he? Any of that bullshit?
0: He'll be off in the Euros. Wayne Rooney, uh, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo will know right. Got something on him, yeah. He will cost England a um, a title, and it will be in the Euros. It will be in the semi-finals, and he'll he'll go and get someone. He'll injure someone, and he'll be out. And hopefully, he gets vilified. And people absolutely can't like him for it. Did. Yeah, like Beckham, like Rooney did. I think it just, yeah, he's got that in his locker and it's going to happen. Um, and personally, I wouldn't have him in an England squad, even though he is a phenomenal player. I wouldn't be starting him because there's better players than that. I'd have a different starting or um, forward line than have that guy up front.
1: But anyway, yes. Yeah, You've got the name I mean, on the back of your England shirt, though, ain't you? Dirty boy. Um,
0: I haven't got any names on the back of my England shirt. Okay. How dare you? How dare you? Um,
1: I'm going to myself yeah. again.
0: If, if I would, I'd get well back. Um, But that's not going to happen. Uh, we've got... Yes, let's go to the next kind of fixtures coming on. We've got Olympiakos, uh, this time at home, and this time it's not in Greece. It is at the Emirates. And West Ham. Uh, I can't remember where that is. It's either at our place or in the... Um, the, wherever they play now, somewhere in Stretford. Yeah,
1: it's going to be one or the other.
0: It's 50-50 it's it's chance, isn't it?
1: <laughs> wow. Well,
0: either going to win, lose or draw. That's what I can definitely tell you for sure. Um, Rich, how do you feel about coming into these next couple of fixtures? Uh, West Ham seems like a banana skin for me. Uh, how would you going to think?
2: Hmm. Yeah. Well, at least, at least a Bamyang is going to be rested for the... Uh... <laughs> For the um, Olympiacos game. Um, It's amazing what confidence can do for a team and and your outlook and stuff like that and what two wins in a week can do. Um, You know, I I, I don't see any problem with uh, us playing Olympiacos and, and steamrolling over them. Um, I thought they were very, very poor and we've got the three away goals as well. Um, West Ham have been, have been very, very well, they're much better than us this season. Um, I think they're maybe punching a little bit over uh, above their weight kind of thing. Um, I I I still think I I've got confidence in this team the 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 the, the green shoots that, that 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 you know that we've been um coming up with uh, Erdegaard seems to be getting better with each game uh, you know Pepe seems to be you know coming into form uh, uh, as well you know his 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 if you want to call it, not call it assist but his pass for the the penalty was phenomenal pass um so, you know, we're in we're in decent form and I'm I'm liking what we're doing. So, I can't see any reason why we can't get a a, a victory over, over West Ham. Um, what are you showing us there, Danny? What is that? that? Is, is that the league table.
0: table? That is the league table. It currently shows West Ham in fifth. They have played 28. They have won 14. They have 48 points. I was going to say 48 goals. That's not right. And then we the arsenal are 10th currently 28 games played 12 wins and 41 points
2: so, yeah no I, th- I think i think we can do so especially if the, if he tries to do what he did against um against man united kind of thing i i think we can um i think we can do something against them i don't know what what, what do you guys reckon
0: yeah nick have you got anything what do you reckon for the next couple of games
3: well, that depends. I suppose the um, Olympiacos game that should be done and dusted, hopefully by half time. And I thought I thought that was Monday night football game, but I think I'm wrong there Apparently, it's Sunday, but I, th- I thought it was Monday night football. But let's see, West Ham—they're one of these sides that seem to have a better away record than home record. I mean, this league's been completely flipped this season. Whereas usually you've got fifteen, sixteen teams in the league. have got brilliant. Home records compared to their away. And this one has completely, you know, the other way. But West Ham, they're just, they're an oddity. They're not like really good up front and really crap in defense or vice versa. They're just a good team all round, which I don't like because I don't like West Ham very much. But <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just a solid side. You know, just, you know, they've got like six out of tens in every position. They don't seem to have. Many, you know, people that are nutters like they have in the past. But, yeah, hopefully, I, th- I think we'll turn up and do them, to be honest. I think we'll do them easy, three or four.
0: Nice. Good confidence ahead of that one. Uh Danny, anything on the next two games, or should we move into the Lone Squad update?
1: Uh- the only thing I say on a West Ham game is it's going to be hard because there's no pressure on them. They could lose every game for the rest of the season and still their fans found to be happy. There's no fans moaning because they hate the stadium and the fans hate going there, and that immediately puts the fans in a bad mood. And they've... Uh, yeah, there's no pressure. They're only playing one game a week, as we saw with so many teams in previous seasons. If you have a decent manager who's experienced, a decent set of players, you don't have to have anyone magnificent. And then you can go on a decent run. But, yeah... Uh, I think I'd be happy with a draw there but like someone was saying if we play the right players I think uh, Unknown Gamer was saying if we start Pepe and then we just turn him inside out of pace because uh, I think the only really decent player they've got there is Declan Rice other than hey, that Suchek
2: Suchek's su- 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 a very good player A oh, big bloke up front
0: No midfielder
2: Midfield guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Midfielder Yeah he, he scored most scored most of their goals but yeah he's No Larry, a, that's why uh, I thought he was a
1: striker I'm done yeah.
0: Midfielder Cool Um Let's move into the lone squad because I think Danny came up with an interesting uh stat pre pod about uh how many of our lonees no lone uh, loners. Anyway, people go no, out are, no are, are potentially getting relegated this season. Um <laughs> I know I think Arsenal are just about clear now that we're on forty-one points <laughs> after the win. But no, we're gonna talk about the rest of the squad. Uh so Danny. Do you want to give us a quick rundown?
1: Well, Joe Willock is on loan at Newcastle. If you listen to the loan watch that I do every Monday, it's it's on YouTube and all the the places you can listen on the toilet or in the bath or uh, wherever you do it. But yeah, Joe Willock, Newcastle like they could go down because it only takes Fulham on a bit of a run. They get a few more points. Newcastle carry on the way they're going. Newcastle are going down. That's one. Mainly, Niles going down with West Brom. That's a dead cert fact. <laughs> Gwen Hearth of Berlin, and now there's, there's two go down in Germany, and then they, the place above them get into the playoffs with the team in the division below. And so they could uh, they look like they're going to drop down. That's three. Klasnitz, Schalke, thanks, Josh, are definitely down. That's four. Um, who else is? Uh, South End. South End are about to drop out of the league. That's five as if they do have relegation there. And the one below that is Zek Medley, at Kilmarnock. They are bottom of the Scottish League. Six players could all possibly get relegated. Is that an award?
0: It might be. Uh, uh, Matt Smith has obviously just lost his manager as well recently. Charlton has uh, their manager? No, Charlton. Um, who is it? Lee Bowyer has gone to Birmingham.
3: I heard after Birmingham they, got after, rid of the after
0: they, yeah, after they sacked Karanka, um, yeah, Boyer, then last I read anyway has decided to leave Charlton, and yeah, he's gone to uh, with the view to going to Birmingham. I would imagine someone we saw in the studio on Monday Night Football might be eyeing up that Charlton Athletic job whilst uh, he was potentially homesick. Uh, well, he that? was Homesick. Well, it's not Jamie Redknapp, and it wasn't Jamie Carragher. So it's going to only be an ex-Arsenal striker who came back from Montreal um, after not seen his family for a year.
1: He's not going to go to bloody Charlton, is he? Well,
0: might do. Might do. What's mm. the job? It's in London. It's available.
1: We pay yeah. good rates, don't we? Oh, I mean... The only reason
0: all- I'm here... <laughs> yeah, we will. If I don't know what Thierry's um tipple of choice is, but if he wants a packet of jammy dodgers, it could get you uh, who knows, maybe two yeah, packs,
1: some, some fried scampi. Just oh, has done a run with, with the podcast Biscuits. We've not seen him since October. I think he's, he's left the country with the Biscuits. So there were, that's all that was in the, the ABW cookie jar, although they're called biscuits, not cookies. So does High anyone players, else care yeah. about the loans? Is anyone worried about why? I, the only players here that are doing well is um Mavropano's doing brilliant mm-hmm. at Stuttgart. Saliba is next level uh, at France. But there again, as we all know, Josh, it's uh, mm-hmm. Farmers League. Farmers and, League. Um, Ballard is playing regularly for Blackpool and getting really good ratings, but mm-hmm. that's a third tier of English football. Harry Clark is, is doing all right, but he's back at Arsenal at the moment with an injury. McGuinness so was doing Arlo, all
0: right at Switch, from what yeah, I've heard, he's been playing all right. Ben Sheaf, I think, is going to Coventry on a permanent after this anyway, because I think his uh, contract's up. And yeah. it's obviously two isn't he injured
1: for the rest it's of the season? For about 20 games, so has yeah. Tyrese. But it's just, Taria mm. very rarely even gets a game in Doozy. I mean, didn't you say before the show or during this? I can't remember. It's my, my timeline is much like a fucked up episode of The Next Generation. I don't know which timeline I'm in. But isn't <laughs> he, um, did he say he fell out with the manager and had a go at the captain recently?
0: Oh, uh, that was months ago that he did that. Um, but um, yeah, he had to go at the manager and had a go at the captain and then didn't play for a bit. And I think now... Well, we'll go on to what's happening with um, old Sideshow Bob Ooh. and the uh, question section.
1: Which So the only two players we got there that are going to come back with any kind of, oh, they've done well, Mavropanos and Saliba. And what don't we need at the club at the moment? Centre-backs. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: Yeah, I'll have a look and see what Joe Willock's doing because I'll be interested with him at uh, Newcastle because Callum Wilson's out for a while. Maximan's out injured. Anwaran's uh, out. Yeah, Anwaran's out.
1: He played his first game there. He played right wing, and got an eight point two and scored a goal and was magnificent. Mm. The rest of the game, central midfield, barely getting low mm. sevens, high sixes. And uh, someone did a compilation of his, his passes on on YouTube. As they did, they actually look pretty good. Um, mm. Some some decent tracking back and passing and doing everything. But yeah, it's weird that he's gone.
0: Cool. Gone. I think that's a good move for him to be honest at Newcastle. Yeah, I think it's the kind be. of getting loads of games. He's playing in a side that doesn't attack that often, but he will be given that kind of reign to, uh, you know, go forward into attack, but also have to show his defensive part of his game because you know what Steve Bruce side is like—they're just going to sit back. And yeah, I think for me, there's a good move for Willock. I can't say the same for Maitland-Niles. I think he's an absolute idiot for going to West Brom. Um, Surely he could have in midfield. Didn't he could have gone Southampton easily. Um, and, yeah, just tried a bit. Um, but, obviously, he wants to try and get into the England squad for the Euros. Um,
1: that won't be happening. Mm. But we're looking at the, the league table and seeing where Newcastle mm. and Fulham are next playing. Fulham are at home to Leeds, which they could get some points there. Mm-hmm. And so that is uh, Friday night. And Newcastle, uh, Newcastle play league.
0: Brighton. Newcastle play Brighton at the weekend. Are weekends.
1: they home or away? Uh, oh, away. Away at Brighton, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that I, I, I would be surprised if uh, Newcastle end up in a relegation zone, and then Newcastle are going to have to go. We either get rid of Bruce or we go down.
0: Yeah, it's really got some close between. Players them. There. Yeah, hmm. definitely. Uh, so, Danny, I'm going to hand back back over to you, as you almost try to give it away to me for the questions. Ah, excellent. we almost need like a little a little ditty to go in between yeah. that
1: dear right um if you've got any questions put them in the chat and i'll read them as i go along but the first one is uh from christian anderson and his cows he says why is tyranny not our captain now that the fool who sh- who never should have been captain in the first place can't be asked to show up on time it's very good english christian you speak better english than i do um why do you think it's lacquer um i take it it was captain on saturday what sunday was he i can 't remember who was Captain yeah as that yeah, uh, so why why do you think it's lacquer, purely a matter of time at the club? I know a modern day captain isn't necessarily what it was in the old days, but guys like tyranny is what we should have should model the club after Sir Josh. Do you think making Lacazette with that captain was the best idea? And although he did when Lacazette went off, he got the, the armband to tear and he didn't he. So that was the yeah. first time he was Arsenal captain, was in a North London derby. Not a bad way to start your your captain's career. What do you think to that?
0: No, uh, I would say it's underselling uh, Lacazette's ability as a captain. Uh, he was captain of Lyon and for his duration there. And I think he was also captain Lyon then in, one of the fiercest derbies in France. So he knows what he's doing in that sense of the time. I think Tierney is a case of, you know, he hasn't been at the club for so long. I think if Hector Bellerin's on the field, that's where the armband goes as well. And I do understand like on the pitch, I think Tierney is like a perfect model for what we should be doing as Arsenal. But for me, the classiest, most Arsenal player Arsenal Football Club right now is Hector Bellerin and that's where I'd be looking to move the captaincy if we took it play. from Bamian. he's got our second most minutes as an he, of all season for any outfield yeah, player Hector Bellerin.
1: Ar- 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 has seen the Portuguese light I, yeah, I still um, think there's
0: room for both of them in the squad nah. but Zorro is the can, man now we can totally have a captain that doesn't play football games we've had it before <laughs> we so can do ar- it again <laughs> <laughs> exactly
1: Uh, okay right Nick question from Matt L Roberts out of the academy no Richard from Matt L Roberts see I do read the tweets out of the academy who would you who would you look forward to seeing next season and a bonus question this is can be for you Nick what do we do with Gwen (laughs) Jonesy so Richard first uh,
2: so the the player that are from the academy that I'm most looking for. I just an uh, honourable mention to is uh, it Ben Cottrell. Whenever I've seen him play, I've, I've thought he he looks way injured. beyond his years. He's injured. Yeah, he just had surgery, or sound, didn't he? Yeah, I saw the tweet. Um, uh, but, but my my the one that I I. I think it's got the most promise, and I really, really like the look of. Is um, I know it's it's a fairly obvious one. Is uh, Miguel Aziz? Um, I, I know he made his his proper debut in one of the um, Europa League rubber games but i I think he's got so much upside um he seems so calm under und, in, in possession uh he seems big and physical uh and 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 looks like he can really take care of the ball so like i said i mean I've only seen a couple of um uh, uh, you know academy under twenty three games um and obviously his performance in the europa League but he he really does every time I've seen him and it hasn't been a, a massive sample size I will agree. Uh, but he 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 just he looks very impressive and he, he looks, uh, let's say, uh, uh, above his uh, above his years that he's uh, he's playing. He looks very, very promising. I like the look of him. I like his stature. I like, he's a big lad. I think he's like 5'11 or something like that. Um, but he's he's proper built as well. Um, and he, like I say, just he's so calm under pressure. So he would be my pick for the uh, Academy starlet for next season.
1: When you were describing him as big and strong, I had um, Sunita's uh, song playing in my head. Right there, you go. so, that's that's so macho. Is that that that's one? That song? That's the one. Josh, oh. what have you done to your camera? Has it gone low uh, res? I dropped the definition
0: on it. Yeah, I dropped it to low res because uh, I was getting a bit. It was getting a bit choppy uh, from various different streams, and I didn't want to assume yeah. that my yeah. internet would go down. It'd be left again.
1: That's forever the pro. Nick, do you remember the question? What, Gwen Doozy? Oh, I thought you were asleep. No. I'm totally keeping you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, what Doozy.
3: do we do with him? Yeah. Well, when he comes back, we're just going to have to send someone just to talk to him and just give him a reality track and smack the shit out of him, really, because he's a good player and he's ruining his career. You know, we've had, you know, not just Arsenal, but, you know, like with Bentner and you've had Balotelli, just just been so naturally gifted and they've just been absolute bellends and ruined their career. I mean, yeah, they might have a few million in the bank, but, you know, I mean, I was going through Bentner's book and stuff. I was probably the same with him. He's just been told at such a young age how brilliant he is. He's better than everyone else because he probably was playing against, you know, kids he was way better than. And now he's jumped up to playing with the big boys. He's still got that same attitude. So if they can knock that out of him, then... You know there is a player there, and they, will well, they either will or they won't, because, you know, I honestly think like Bentner's probably you know Arsenal's best striker talent-wise we've we've had since we've been at the Emirates, but he just completely wasted every you know, and I'd put him up against Lacazette, Aubameyang, even Van Persie. If he wanted it, he could he could do everything. But he was, I mean, you should read his book if you can get it cheap out of Bandland soon, but. <laughs> The stuff he got up to, you think, wow, you absolute moron. How did you have all that, uh, you know, in your hand and you just threw it all away because you fancied yourself? I mean, he does say that in the book. He realizes now at like 33, 34 what he did. That's too late now for him.
1: It is a shame because he was right out there with Podolsky with the giving it large to the away fans and fucking up everyone who come up with him. If you're watching Mr. Bentner or anybody in Denmark knows him, he, I'd love him to come on the pod and he can say shit and out as much as he wants and swear all the way because... You know, I remember that game, Josh, and uh well you probably you're all old men now, that game where he's played up front with Arshavin for three or four games in a row and between the pair of them they were fantastic. Mm. But then Renger had a made big part in playing ruining his career by playing him out wide left. He can't do that. He oh. did it to Padolsky, That seems to be the p the the, the, the the um the decent player's graveyard, Josh.
0: Well, I would have got um I don't know, it sounds strange that well, back then, I'd have bought Christian Eriksen at the time when he was available out of Ajax because they had such a great combination in for the national side that it seemed the player to unlock Bentner was to have Eriksen in behind him in the number 10. And yeah, I think that could have been us for a few seasons. But yeah, on Guendouzi as well. I think it certainly doesn't help when a former director of... not What was he? Technical director for Arsenal Football Club, now at Stuttgart. Um, keeps telling him that he's still amazing. Old Svenny boy, if you love him so much, give us £60 million and you can have him at Stuttgart when they go up this season.
1: Yes. Uh, while i got you, i questioning for you from Anthony Lawani. Is, Ced- is the Cedric signing no longer seen as an Edu favour to Kia? Because <laughs> these turned out to be one oh. of our best free transfers ever.
0: I think if you're a twat on Twitter that thought that it was a uh, a dodgy dealing because you thought that Cedric was past it, then yeah, maybe you're changing your tune. But I think there were a lot of us who knew Cedric at Southampton, had seen him for the national side, that knew that this was a shrewd signing. And irrespective of who may or may not have represented him during the transfer, shrewd signing. Same for Pablo Mari, shrewd signing. It's not our fault that not, every single name comes in as a jazzy one that you'd want. You know, we didn't bring in Hakimi or Sergio Dest or anyone else at right back. And we brought in Cedric on a free. That's what we kind of need, smart recruitment. And that's what it was. It was nothing more than smart recruitment. But some people couldn't get past their thick um, thick skulls, what, what they were really seeing, and just decided it was all fucked.
1: Fair enough. Right. Uh, It's one for everybody. Alfredo from Twitter says, rank the most hateable Premier League managers of all time. How high does Jose land? So while you lot are picking your top three most hated, I'm going to say I don't hate Jose at all. I think he plays the game. He's much like Triple H. He plays the game. He plays it well. And is one was one of the best managers in, in 20th, 21st century or 20th century. I suppose it would be 21st century, wouldn't it? Football. And he he does it and he's not going to do it anymore. And we will see when Man City smash Spurs in the League Cup final coming up soon that he's going to win nothing for these. And then all the money they've spent on him and they're going to have to get rid of him. And it's going to be hilarious because it's going to bankrupt them. But the manager I hate the most ever, Alex Ferguson, didn't really like him as a person, didn't like the fact that he cost Arsenal so many titles and that he had all the refs in his pocket. Fergie time, people. You look at the game against Sheffield Wednesday – they were losing 1-0 at home, I think, and then they were all losing by a goal at home. And then the referee played something like seven minutes of Fergie time until Man United scored two extra goals and then went on to win the league. So, um, anyone got a, a manager they hate the most or a couple? Just, just let me know, just shout. Yeah, well,
3: just say you hate them, that doesn't mean you don't respect them, you know, for their job nobody. they do. Yeah, well, I mean, let's say Mourinho, because he's just a twat and always makes it about him and then blames the players. But I mean, it's similar with Ferguson, because there's something he did years ago, which really rankled me. And it wasn't it was off the pitch where I think it was 2003 when we drew against Leeds or something. So they won the league. And as soon as full time whistle went, the cat, you know, the the tv coverage of the game went to sir alex ferguson in his house drinking champagne laughing with cameras on him i'm like well so you sat there waiting for arsenal to mess up so you won the league but if we'd have won that game you were still going to be sat there with sky cameras pointed at you with a bottle of champagne ready i'm like no you don't celebrate other people losing like that you know like (laughs) you know that's that's i just thought that was you know lacked class and Mourinho, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He does play the game, but he's still a bell end. Rich? <laughs>
2: uh, my top three Jose's in there just for the little things like fucking when he goes down the tunnel before the game's finished or half time. Little shits like that. The 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 the, the, the vile mind games he used to try and play against Arsenal and stuff like that. Um, the fact that I I see, just an arrogant prick. Um, Jose is up there for me. Um, Tony Pulis is another one. I, I was never a big fan of. Um, I, you know, didn't like the way um, his teams played football. Um, uh, yeah, did this, this, you know, the the whole Stoke thing, and you know, after uh, when Ramsey got his leg. Shattered by Shawcross and uh, the, the fallout from all that, he's 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 up there in my my list of not like managers. And the other one, the top one for me is um, is Mark Hughes. Couldn't, couldn't stand him as a player, can't stand him as a couldn't stand him as a manager. I um, say the, the guy's been uh, rightly binned off by pretty much every club he's ever had because he's just a terrible terrible manager. How he got those jobs in the first place, I will never know. But that's my that's my top.
1: My top three that I can think of at the top of my head. Jose, Pulis and Hughes. He got those jobs because he played for Man United and he was a Welsh legend. Other than that, he did fuck all. <laughs> Josh, you've had plenty of time to simmer on this. What have you got? Uh,
0: number one, Graham Soonis. Oh, oh, what God. a twat. Still is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Oh, my God. Does he think that the... Oh. Uh,
1: 70s footballer was... who still thinks he knows it all.
0: Oh, the the sun must be shining directly out of his orifice.
1: No sun in Glasgow. <clears throat>
0: oh, what a twat! I hate him. I hate Graham Sundus. I think it's probably up there. I think, for me, Jose isn't in there either. For me, um, oh, Alan Chocolado Pardue. If he was made of chocolate, he would eat himself. He loves himself that that much. Oh, Pardue, no. Not having it with him, he's in there as well. I've heard nice things about Neil Warnock, but he does look like a goblin, so I can't look away Wanker. from that. Old oh, Colin Wanker, um, yeah. So I, I think I'll, I'll stick with uh, Neil Warnock, Soonis and Alan Chocolado Pardew.
1: And uh, I really like Ian Holloway only because he goes mental. One of my favourite ever manager is Barry Fry. I've met him twice. Uh, I met him at the, uh, the 2001 FA Cup final in the lift. And i gone, Barry, if I knew you were coming, I'd have got a lift. He just <laughs> stared at me. And then I saw him driving around the Huntington Ring Road once in his Mercedes Convertible. I just shouted at him, Oi, Barry, I told you to wash that and bring it straight back. He just, again, he looked at me with no fucking idea. All he heard was, <laughs> Oh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to shut up now and move on. Uh, next question is, Where are we down? We've done this, we've done that. Uh, Shane says, what do you guys make of Gwendouzi's comments? Do you see a future from AFC? Who should we sign to replace him and Erdegaard loan or permanent? I think we've already covered the Gwendouzi bit. Um, Nick, do you see a future for him at at Arsenal? Gwendouzi?
3: Well, it depends. Like I said, it depends what happens once we talk to him and if he's sorted his life out. Probably not. You know, how he keeps talking in the media and how he's been playing, but you know, he's, he didn't cost us hardly any money, so we'd probably get at least what we paid for him back. And if he did, you know, and then we could put that towards so- signing Odegaard on a permanent deal.
1: So that is a yes to the Odegaard permanent deal thing. You've answered the question before I finished answering it right. Um, who was next? I think, oh, I'll go. Well, someone breathed then. I wasn't looking. Who breathed? Who wants to say something?
2: It was me, Danny. Sorry, just a, an an addendum to the Erdegaard thingy. How is... much would you guys pay for him? It's got to be
1: forty think, million plus, hasn't
0: it? I'd say if we can get him for thirty five, it's
1: yeah. it's you've undercut me by five million. You shit.
0: I know, right? Businessman right? doesn't fuck that's, about. Yeah, you see me on uh, David Dickinson's Real Deal on Tuesday. For, uh,
1: that's like, oh. Are you are you trying to flog a uh, Chris's old? Um, I don't know. Chris Twitter handle. I'm <laughs> about to say that. You beat me to it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something piratey off of his boat, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. To... Stop. Look <laughs> yeah, his Twitter handle. Oh uh, dear, I forgot what the question was now. Someone save me. <laughs> uh, how which, how much would you pay Erdegard? for Erdegaard? Oh, yeah, 40 million. Thank you very much. I'm glad someone's listening and taking You already
0: answered it, it as well. <laughs>
1: Had I? Excellent. Yeah. Nick, yeah, how much would you pay for him? 40 million and a pound. Oh, cheeky. So I think people are saying 45, and 50 million. Have we all answered that question? Shall I move on to the next one? Yes. Um, Right, one for, we go to, um, uh, what's the question? Do you think Arteta? uh, Okay, Josh, from Phil Macar, in the uh, the Twitter, the YouTube chat, what do you think Arteta could be doing better? Well, he's shooting more, he's defending more, he's got rid of all the dead wood, he's dropping players when they misbehave, is there
0: anything else he could be doing? Uh, I wouldn't say work on recruitment, but I think it's just continue what he's doing. I, the stuff we are seeing, I think we could be more attractive in our attacking play. I think that's still to come and find that balance between being oh. quite defensively. Um, yeah, we're going to be resilient uh, to then becoming just a lot better to watch going forward because I think we're still not fully there um I think potentially yeah knows is coming with substitutions need to be better I think he does still need to learn that um and just, I think game management is the other thing that's coming from it is yeah game management is a problem but he's not the only manager in the league right now that is struggling with game management having a team that dominates constantly um but yeah, I think it will come in time with that one. Substitutions, I think it helps if the squad is smaller for him. If he has fewer options, then he won't make so many strange ones. Like we didn't see Martinelli on the bench, and I know a lot of people would have seen Martinelli as an option. Um, and I think Willian has shown that when he does come on, that he can offer us something. Um not necessarily the sub we want to see all the time, but you can at least see some logic behind it.
1: I think the only thing I'd add to that is um, stop playing out from the back. It's all well and good saying you want to do that, but there's no. It's like me saying uh, from now on we are all doing this po- this podcast in Brazilian Portuguese. Mm. I could want it, it's not going to happen because none of you know how. So I'm not going to do it. I'd say That's on
0: Australian terms speaking. of kicking out from the, yeah. I'd say kicking out from the back or playing out from the back. The only other option is we play it long and we aren't winning the ball in the air constantly. We're going to turn it over more and we're going to put more problems on our defence by not playing out from the back. Yeah, Xhaka might have a brain fart and kick it against Chris Wood once in 100 games, but 99 times out of 100, we're doing well. And we're playing out from the back. Is You can see why we do it. I think we do need to look at the personnel that are in there. Like, I don't expect David Louise to be first-choice centre-back next season and I don't expect Xhaka to be first-choice in our midfield either. I think it's working on the player's mentality rather than uh, abandoning a footballing f- philosophy that's working for us.
1: I agree with that. Right, Richard. Avon Teddington from our chat on the YouTubing says, Who do we rotate for Olympiacos? uh well like i said Bamiang's nice and fresh
2: um so i, 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 I could i could see uh holding and and mari uh coming in um in in defence um you know uh, Partey has looked very leggy i th- i think he's struggling to uh, I think he's not fully fit and he's also struggling not struggling to adapt to the league but he's he's obviously like it's m- m- more physically demanding I think than maybe La Liga is um just with the the, the constant pressing and 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 you know uh, short sprints that you have in you're having to make in the premier league i think he's he's another one that could probably do the rest um if saka saka's got the twinge on his um on his hamstrings obviously he's not going to going to be playing i would imagine um so you know pepe coming in to start willian maybe um like i said you, we we've got the three goals so you don't need to and like I said, they were so poor, Olympiakos. I don't think we need to have everybody still in there. But, you know, you've got the likes of Hector to, to come back in. You know, he was rested um, the other day. I think I just say the, the left-back situation is a bit of a worry. It's, you know, it's a lot of um, minutes we're putting in on, on Tierney. Uh, but we unfortunately have no alternative unless you put like Cedric, um, uh, Cedric on, on the uh, left-back. Um, but then, if if you if you do that, I put me personally, I think you need a, a left footer in front of him, um, because I think you need one to go in and one to go out, um, just because I think I think whenever he's played there with a Willian or something like that, uh, they're both looking to cut inside. They're both looking to. to to, to come across the defenders and into into the center of the pitch, and I think you need one, like I say one, to overlap and stuff like that. Um, so I think I think mainly it's going to be the defenders. I think maybe Partey's going to be rested, and let's like say probably uh, bring a Bamyang in from the cold. Would be my uh, my guesses.
1: Okie dokie. yeah. Some good points there. Right, two more questions. Uh, penultimate one to Nick from John in the YouTube chat. If Arsenal have 30 to forty million to spend in the summer on a creative midfielder, would you rather sign Odegaard or Ben Dweer? Ben, Ben, ben that Brentford bloke. Norwich you bloke. You mean the
0: Norwich bloke? The Norwich, Norwich bloke. Amy Is Brandier. there a
1: Brentford with a name like that? Ben Raba. Ben Rama He's at West Ham now. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> Go on. Well,
3: probably it's Odegaard because we can see, you know, he can do it in the premiership. You know, especially if we'll know by the end of the season, I don't think you're going to get Wendy out of Norwich. You know, they're I think they're 10 points clear at the top of the league now. You know, for them to stay in that league next year, you know, it's going to be worth, you know, upwards of 100 million. They're not going to sell, you know, I think they've got probably three of their best players that people might like. They're not going to sell them, you know, they're not going to sell them cheap, especially not at the start of the season. You know, you might get them the season after if they get relegated. You might get them for twenty, thirty million, but you you wouldn't get them for fifty, sixty in the summer because it's worth too much to them.
1: Yes, yeah, the one hundred and fifty million pound if you get promoted, isn't it? If you work out the uh, straight up and then relegated and the parachute payments for the next three years, mm. um yeah. So there is no point in selling them because they're decent players, right? Final question, and then back to you, Josh, to end the show from Superflea in the chat. Should we raid Monaco and Lille for players like Benot, Bad William Gwebel I think he's made these up, his number wanged them. Gwebel Gwe- 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 Jonathan David, thank fuck for that. Um, and <laughs> Bubakari Summa. Fucking hell, he's tucked me up like a kipper there.
0: Uh, I I <laughs> I could understand at least the last two. Uh yes, yeah. I wasn't sure about the rest.
1: Don't hate. There's no room in this world for hate. We need love. That's what this oh. tells us.
0: Yeah, I think so. Should we raid Monaco and Leo? I potentially if we're playing football manager. They're all quite good players. Uh but for me, I think I trust whoever Arteta and Edu go after. Like I was saying on the Cedric signing. It was shrewd. It was smart. Odegaard, again, shrewd, smart signings. I'd like us to continue down that path, really, and get players in like that. If it so happens to be those kind of players, then yes, um, I would look for them. But uh, I think there are certain players that we could get after from there, but Champions League football might be a prerequisite for them to join us.
1: Oh, apparently Superflea says they scouted them on FIFA. <laughs> I mean, sir, but we know, what does Jeff say, people? Anyone? Not, FIFA's not real life. But he certainly does. I remember Jeff, I remember. he retweeted that, that the show is live. So if you're out there, Jeff, please come home. Let us know you're safe. We miss you. A voice of reason. Um, well, there you go, Josh. That's all the questions. It's uh, back to you in your standard definition. Loveliness.
0: Thank you very much. There are now at least six pixels in my uh, from my webcam, and I will jump between each one whilst I ask everybody for their shout-outs. Um, as nobody has probably thought about them, I will give my first gentleman's nod to the man, the myth, the legend, actually it's not a legend, Legend, end, uh, Chris the Pirate, for getting his Twitter back. So... At AFC Freddy 8, remember, block that account. Don't want any of his nonsense. You've had it enough already, you've realised how much better Twitter is. Without him, block him. True,
1: because it would be such a nice place without him.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Who wants to go next? Danny? Uh,
1: Yeah, one from the pod to Sophie and uh, fake Meg Ryan, her other half. They've spent 18 happy years together and so uh yeah congratulations to us to them <laughs> to us well she's been on enough maybe it doesn't we are included in that and uh commiserations to a, 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 a ginger little scroat who apparently lost two and a half grand on the football index
0: <laughs> mug i would say it's not me i didn't lose any money on the football index it's
1: <laughs> not when
0: you're listening
1: no that's
3: true uh nick any shout outs yeah, I mean, I don't normally do shows because I don't hardly do midweek shows. But I'll do—I'll steal one from Carl. The last person to follow me on Twitter, James Ral Stokes. 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 Stokes! I mean, it's usually just these weird, like, Instagram porn accounts that follow me and want me to give them money. So it's nice to get a real person follow me on there. <laughs> He's He's still asking
1: you for money, though, to be fair, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he's asking
3: me for money as well.
1: (laughs) Talking of Stokes, Mr. James Rhodes Stokes, curly-whirly from the Goonersphere pod has joined our WhatsApp group and will be doing more shows of us. And I've also asked Jock, who is uh, um, Dan Betts on Twitter, the the world-renowned blogger. He said he wouldn't mind coming and joining our group. I'm not saying they've joined ABW on a free transfer or anything. I think we're just warming them up until they can get back to doing – um, the Sphere staff, and I've asked Daniel as well because uh, Simmy Javel has, I think he's moved on, so there you go, that's those three. And hopefully, they'll come and do stuff with us because uh, God knows, Josh, most of the other fuckers at our pod can't be bothered, can they? No,
0: I'm I think, it's just, I think it. it's just us, before, it? I, mean, I, I think it's just us four, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's all that's left. I
1: think um, it is. Oh, well, no, and of
0: course, Carl will kick off if I
1: don't mention him. Femi's got the decorators in, um, so uh, clapped him on there. I think he's gone a little bit too far. He's feminine, feminine, feminist-ning. feminist-ning. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Some word like that. you no. we yes. move on and ask
0: Richard for a shout-out? Richard, who's your <laughs> shout-out for? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: my shout out is uh, for my one of my best mates who uh, lives in New Orleans uh, he's got the twitter handle of at um, uh, no laguna um, he's, he's had a pretty uh, tough time but a couple of family members of, of him had uh, passed away recently um, and it's it, it it, they're over in Ireland that he's you know, stuck over in the states but um, just want to let him know that I'm thinking about him and uh, I love you man and uh, I hope it, uh, the North London Derby is, uh, has cheered you up a little bit.
0: Excellent. And yeah, everybody at ABW, big shout out to him as well. Big, big love, big hugs. Uh, no kisses because we're not that lovely. Uh, right. That takes us up to oh, an hour and 40 minutes of the podcast. We could stretch it out a little bit longer if we really wanted to. Or we can say, we don't know who's on on Thursday. Um, it's a 5.55 kickoff. So I'm already ruling myself out for that before Danny asks, uh, or I think he has already. Um, yeah, so we don't know who's on. It's going to be a mystery. Um, who knows? There's only one way to find out. Stay tuned to uh, everywhere where you can follow us. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on the Facebook. You can follow us on the Twitch. You can follow us on the Discord. And Danny's going to sneeze. He has not weird himself. <laughs> And there we go. There's a lovely man. bit of audio snot for everybody. There we go. He's now muted himself, so you're all welcome. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I think I only. What,
2: think what that a sense. wonderful bookend to the show. Oh, absolutely. Start with Danny's genitals and end with his snot. <laughs> Outstanding. I'm like a yeah. human
1: snail.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. I would say I would say thank you. I'm going to say thank you to 66 percent of the panel. This evening, uh, for being on, uh, Richard, Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure to podcast with you,
1: Danny. Thanks for having me on. It's all right, I wasn't even meant to be here. Yeah,
0: well, you're here now, and look what you've done. Uh, right, Danny, the, well, best, thing, the best thing you can do is turn this off. Yep, <laughs> yeah, I'm the 8 bit man, deal with it, turn
1: this shit off. Did you say thanks to Nick? Nick is very quiet. I did say th- um, thanks to Nick, I was sneezing Josh. I didn't know. Sorry. Okay. Tell me to end the show properly again and I'll do it.
0: (sighs) Right, everybody. We are going to end the show now. There's going to be no adverts. Um, We could put an advert in. Danny might sneeze again. We can all listen to it. Or you can say, have a great week. Keep it Arsenal. And Danny, switch this shit off.
2: As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.